The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Everybody sells something, whether you are in promotions, customer service, or sales. Without a plan, you are looking at a near-zero chance at success. Welcome to Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO with host Bill Bush. If you are looking to gain or retain your clients, this is one hour you and your business can't afford to miss. Now, here is your host, Phil Bush. Good afternoon. A little, little bit after the hour. As they say in showbiz, it's like technical difficulty, but we're here with you today. We're very happy and welcome our audience to, to Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO. I'm Phil Bush and very pleased to welcome with me a very special guest, I'm excited to introduce to you Tom Ziegler. Tom is the head of the Zig Ziegler Corporation, which was founded in 1977 by the legendary Zig Ziegler. Tom has taken over that business and done a phenomenal job with it. Tom is himself a sought-after presenter, speaker, and author. The message of hope and inspiration that Zig started has led to millions of Facebook fans accumulating over 150,000 likes per month. After a year and a half without a new posting, the Zig podcast was still averaging 200,000 downloads per month. So that gives you an idea. And Fortune 50 corporations turned to Ziggler first for corporate training, sales training, presentation skills, personal development, and more. And, and I think, Tom, we are so pleased to have you with us. Welcome to the show today. Phil, it's great to be here. I appreciate it. And today... You know, and I, I got to take, I got to give Tom full credit for this. He suggested talking today, and in sales execution, folks, this is a very important topic: the mental approach to sales and selling. And I think it's a phenomenally important topic. And I think, Tom, I can't think of a better person than you to talk about it. So, why don't you first of all tell our audience why is that approach so important, especially in sales? <laughs> Well, the, you know, the mental approach to anything, whether it's uh, winning a uh, playoff game in football or, or uh, you know, getting your attitude right when there's that special someone you want to ask out on a date, or closing the sale or introducing yourself to a prospect, the mental approach is everything. The confidence that you have as you engage, the expectation of how it's going to go, uh, understanding the potential uh, different directions, the, the course of the conversation you could go in all before you even start is so important. So if you start off the uh, the engagement, if you start off you know, the first conversation or initiating the contact with the right mental approach, then it sets up everything else to go in the direction that you want it to go. Oh, that's great, Tom. And I certainly can, can not agree with you more. It's so important. So when you look and you've done a lot of this kind of sales training, I know, what are the key elements that every seller needs to focus on? What are those few things that you go, you got to do this? Right. Well, here's the first mental approach that I love, and, and it's, a, it's a real simple one. And I'll, I'm going to say it two or three different ways. But the first mental approach is based on dad's legendary quote, and it's the, if you're in sales and you are familiar with Zig Ziglar, I know you know this quote. It's simply this. You can have everything in life you want if you'll help enough other people get what they want. And so the question that I have, the question that I have for people is, what problem do you solve? What problem does your product or your service solve? And then how are you going to solve somebody else's problem? So that mental approach of coming in from a servant's perspective, of coming in from you know, how do I help you win first? And when I help you win, then it's going to follow. Yeah, that's really interesting, Tom, because I think a lot of sellers think, oh, I have a great product or service. And what you're saying is the exact opposite. No, it's how does whatever it is you're selling or positioning help that person the most? (laughs) 
Absolutely. And one of my one of my good friends is a gentleman named Rabbi Daniel Lappin, and there's a couple of things that uh, I've learned from him. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with the morality. I know that that some people uh, have a negative view of sales. You know, whatever you see it yes. positioned oh. on TV or the <laughs> movies, right? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, oh no, yeah, there's there's a salesperson. There we go. But here's a couple of yeah. things. Um, this should give you, no matter what faith background or lack of faith you have, that's okay. You'll you'll get this because it makes total sense. Uh, one of the things that Rabbi Lappin says is that God is never happier with his children than when his children are solving the problems of his other children. Now, isn't that awesome? Yeah, very good. If, oh, we, are, if we are truly in the problem-solving business, then mm-hmm. that gives us great confidence, great comfort. We know that we're in it for the right reasons. And so that's what goes hand-in-hand hand with Dad's quote. You can have everything in life you want if you'll help enough other people get what they want. The other thing I learned yeah. from the rabbi, which is which is kind of cool, I, I'm, I'm what's known as an, an, uh, an architectural or engineer, uh, which simply <laughs> means that if, if you look up... Uh, who you know what I am uh, in the dictionary? I am the abbreviation or the acronym for that is N E E R D. I'm a nerd, N E R D nerd. <laughs> so I love kind of the root of things behind it, and and when you go into the Hebrew language, which has very very deep meaning, there's two words for sales. One word just describes a transaction, which is no big deal. It's like an, an average word. And then there's a very, very Uh high moral word in Hebrew for sales. And what I mean by moral, it means that it has all the implications of character and integrity and responsibility. And here's what the word means. It it means to anticipate someone's problem before they have it. Ah, Now, how cool is that? How cool is that? We're in sales. And so what we want to do is we want to look into the future of our prospects and our customers, and we want to head off problems that they're going to have before they have it. And the only way we can do that is to be effective in our sales process. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting, i I got to say, Tom, a couple things you just said there. First of all, the the whole thing about being a nerd, uh, guilty as charged, Your Honor. I went to a technical (laughs) school, and I've got the same problem. Uh, And so I know exactly what you mean. And I couldn't agree more, but I think the anticipation of need, I think, is such a critical factor in today's selling environment. Because if you don't anticipate, it's likely one of your competitors has, in most cases. Because absolutely. I think you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. And in a, a very lot competitive of them, world we live in. Right. And we teach this in our in our when we do uh small business owner training and, and coaching for our small business owners, and we teach them sales, one of the things that we do is we actually say this. Let's, let's say that you have a product or a service, and you have your core product or service that you sell. Well, many times uh-huh. you have the opportunity to do what we call an upsell or an add-on sale, and yet yeah. many, many people won't do it. You know, for whatever reason, they won't say, uh, hey, do you want the carpet protector with that? Or do you, you know, do you want yeah. this added feature with that? And a lot of times it's a poor self-image or they're worried about jeopardizing the original sale. And what we teach uh-huh. is we teach that you have a moral obligation uh, to offer it. And right. here's why. You just hit on the head. If you are selling with character and integrity and you make a sale, and the customer doesn't even know what's el- what else is available from you, yeah. you know, an add-on or an upsell, then what happens if they go on down the road, they find out that need later, and they buy from somebody else who may not have the character and integrity that you have? And so right. by, not, by not offering it, you've actually done a disservice. And so we say that yeah. if, if your product or service solves a problem, then you have a moral responsibility to offer it. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, Tom, and so true. Because, you know, I think you made the comment up front that is so true is there are people who, because of the portrayal of sellers in the media, in movies, in television, 
you know, and let's face it, I, I, I often have said this on the show, Tom. I don't think many people went to school with the idea they would be a seller coming out of school, at right. least not initially. However, what I have found over the course of time is that everybody sells something, whether it be yourself, <laughs> a product, or a service. Everyone's selling, and it's going on all the time. Absolutely. You're either so, selling or being sold, that's for sure. Right. So you shouldn't act like it's not a big deal, and you shouldn't act like it's something you shouldn't do. You should act in a fashion that is certainly morally based, but you should anticipate your your buyer's problem. And, and this is something I think is so important in, in selling in this day and age because of the nature of sales, Tom, and I'm sure you've seen this. You know, when the Internet age became, selling went from being a show up and tell business to a facilitating a buy business because the buyer now has all the information. So that's just the way it is. So you're dealing with a very educated buyer. So you to what to do what you say, the upsell and add-on is so important now. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that the Internet can't do is it can't ask the questions that a right. great salesperson can ask and the nuances right. and the, oh, the yeah. you know the background information and so we've got to understand I, I read yeah. an article one time that uh, the internet has driven the price down on just about everything but two items were the most and yeah. that's caskets and term life insurance <laughs> think about that wow. think about how the industries huh. have been rocked and changed by that but yet uh, the greatest help that we can provide someone is if if somebody mm. loses a loved one and we happen to be in the funeral home uh, world and we support that right. person through that difficult time and we do it with character and integrity is there a greatest supporter or to mankind than that i don't i don't know when when we're helping somebody in their grief boy i think people are more essential than ever and then we look at term life insurance yeah. i mean it's it's a statistical table of you know what's the uh-huh. best you know the best value the best bang for the buck but who you know what greater service to mankind than a highly educated uh insurance uh person who who can look into the future of the needs of a family and then right. recommend the best solution for them so that they're taken care of and if you're in that industry right. and you've ever had a client uh get a payoff you know how it's it's life changing and saving in many cases because they had the foresight and and the benefit of of working with a salesperson who understood their moral obligation. Yes, absolutely the case, Tom. Couldn't agree more. And so just to kind of put a bow around this segment because it's been it's fascinating hearing you talk because I know you do this every day with your clients. But why do you think so many sellers get into the selling business? not thinking of the mental approach, which I think you've laid out so well here. Why Why do they think it's not important? I think most people who get into sales, um, and, you know, here's an interesting case study. We we used to do a great deal of training for the, the Army National Guard, and we worked with yeah. their recruiting battalions. So you go, into the, you, you go mm-hmm. into the military, and then all of a sudden you get assigned to a recruiting battalion, and your job is to help bring new people into the Guard. Well, nobody signed up right. to go into the military to go into sales. I mean, <laughs> let's no. face it. Pe- That's people right. go into the military for a lot of different reasons, but number one, I can tell you, is not sales. And so we had to work with right. all of these salespeople who are now in the responsibility of bringing new people into the Guard. And yeah. the re- the reality is, is most people are in that same boat. Nobody said in high school, you know what, I'm going to go into sales, unless they were blessed right. and had a mom or a dad who was highly successful in sales and they saw all the benefits. And so once we yeah. realize, hey, I'm in sales, then we've got to, we've got to flip it around and get rid of the image that the media tries to put on it or that Hollywood tries to put on it and say, you know what, I'm in the life-changing business. I'm in the problem-solving business. Yeah. There is no higher moral call than this. And believe me, uh-huh. an effective salesperson has as much moral, 
moral responsibility as anybody in the clergy because highly effective salespeople can persuade people to take action. And so their moral responsibility is they have to take action for their own benefit, for the benefit of the customer. So just to summarize, I think, Tom, I think that's absolutely the case. And, you know, but you talked, you talked here and as we head to our, our, our first break in the action, I think you and I could talk about this topic for hours, frankly, but this is a great way to open up our, our show here. The what problem are we trying to solve, being moral about things, and, and making sure that we, we follow that rule of God is happy when children are helping others solve problems because we're in the problem-solving business. And you just said it as well. We're actually in the life-changing business, and I think that's phenomenal. So, folks, as we come back into our second segment, we're going to hear more from the great Tom Ziegler about this nature of the mental approach and what are some of those characteristics. We'll be right back after this short time out on sales execution optimization, the new SEO. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Maverin Sales and Marketing is a methodology independent and worldwide resource to help organizations better execute on sales process, sales coaching, sales planning, territory development, partner execution, and related topics. The organization works across all industries. Sales has certain elements that are beyond training and are better addressed by a company like Maverin, where each situation is unique. Reach out to Maverin by email at psbmaverin at gmail.com or call 404-840-4927. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO. To reach Phil Bush or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to psbush at bellsouth.net. Now, back to Sales Execution Optimization. Well... Welcome back to our show. Thanks for joining us on Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO, wherever you are in the world. And we've got people who are all over the world listen in here, Tom. You know, this approach you're talking about here, the mental approach to selling is so important. And I also wanted to make sure if you all wanted to call in, those of you in the U.S., of course, 866-472-5790, send us an email. Tom, how can they get a hold of you? Because I know you have a lot of followers out there. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of ways. Uh, probably the easiest, if yeah. you have a question directly, is just my email, tziggler at ziggler.com. Uh, but you can go to ziggler.com, see all our stuff. And we're on Facebook, uh, oh, the yeah. Zig Ziggler page at Facebook. And, boy, we'd love to have you join our community. And we have a great podcast called The Ziggler Show. So uh, we're just... Oh, Yes. We just uh, are here to support, and we've got, gosh, we've got 4.3 million fans on Facebook, and it's just growing like crazy. That's amazing, Tom, but that's not surprising. Given the impact that Zig had on so many lives, and you continued the work so beautifully, not surprising to me at all, and it's great to have you with us. And in that first segment, you know, Tom, you talked a lot about the, the notion of what problem we solve, the morality of being in sales, the, the notion of light, we're in the life-changing business, I thought that was pretty powerful. And we have a moral obligation in many ways to upsell. It's not about trying to do add-ons. It's about if we don't up, do an upsell where it could be of value to the customer, the customer will find out later, and that's not a good thing. And you made the comment, which I find fascinating, and I, I didn't know this stat, but I believe you, that the two things that, you know, Caskets and life insurance, those are two things that really, you know, those things are really still very much as they have been from a sales perspective. And I think that's just sensational that you gave our audience some examples. So great. Thank you so much, Tom. That's wonderful. And let's talk a little bit now 
about some of the things that you just mentioned, you know, and, and it, it, it kind of goes around the notion of why it's so important to be mentally tough. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on is how technology has impacted selling and particularly the importance of the mental part of it. How has technology impacted it from your perspective and, and where are we today? Well, there's a couple of things here that I, that I really do believe, and that is when we look at technology and we look at all the ways that we can reach out and touch someone, whether it's our email or social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I mean, the list goes on and on. And then we've got uh, all yes. kinds of different marketing tools. Uh, at our company, we use Infusionsoft to market, and then we've got CRMs, there's Salesforce. There's, you know, there's all yes. these different ways to reach it. And I think the first thing that we've got to realize is that technology will not replace a good salesperson, and we have to guard against technology making us lazy. Because I think, yes. it's, e- I well, think it's easy to post something in LinkedIn, send out a, a marketing newsletter, write a few, you know, 50 or 100 emails and think, wow, I'm done for the day. Uh, and the reality right. is, uh, you're just getting started. So first thing we've got to yeah. do is we can't assume that effective use of technology is going to equal our sales quota, the goals that we have. Right. So no question. Yeah, very, the, very good. Yeah. One of the things, this is a real common question. People will call us up at Ziegler, and we do corporate sales training uh, for companies all yeah. over the world. And this is the question. They'll say, uh, what's new in sales? And, of course, we know uh, what they're yeah. referring to. I mean, it's 2017. There's all this technology out there. What are you doing that's new? And so we ask them a follow-up question. We say, well, do you want what's new or do you want what works? Ah, and that's the reality. Good. And so, what what I like yeah. to recommend is that we we understand that technology is a huge asset. We understand that the customer is going to come to the table more educated than ever, but it doesn't yeah. replace the process and the people skills of building a relationship. And so, we've got to take right. what technology offers. We've got to leverage everything it does. But we can never say that that replaces the old-fashioned relationship-building process, whether that's on right. the phone or face-to-face. But we still got to build a relationship. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point, Tom. And so many people, you're right about technology making sellers lazy, because it's it's really easy to say, "Oh, I did my quota of emails and whatever else for the day. I'm done." Well. No, it doesn't work that way, and you're absolutely right. And you know, we're you, you made the comment earlier that we're in the the problem solving business and, and the life changing business. But we're, you know, to get there, you've got to be in the relationship business, and that's so important, I think. And I think you said it so well. So if you're talking to a new seller or somebody maybe who is maybe not a new seller but is trying to get more mentally tough. What do you tell them to kind of improve on? What what kind of things do you say are some of the things that you tell any seller, whatever they sell, that they should get better at? <laughs> here's here's how I would leverage technology, and here's how I would change my mental mindset. I was talking a few years ago yeah. to one of the top sellers in a large corporation, and I said, "What's your system? What's your strategy?" And they said, "It's it's real simple. Uh, right before they go home at night." They look at their focus for the next day, and their focus is driven by the goals that they have for themselves and the goals that the organization has for them. And they have different product lines they got to manage. And because of that, they have different categories of prospects and customers, prospects and customers that fit into product line A, product line B, product line C. And what they do is they divide that group into, say, three lists. And I'm just going to use three numbers uh, these, this is random. Uh-huh. And sure. they have 50, 50, and 50. So product line A is 50, product line B is 50. They create this list. They print it out. They have everything in hard copy. Now, here's the benefit to this. Yeah. Even if their computer goes down or the Internet gets cut off 
or the app they're using or whatever goes wrong, they can still make the calls. And right. so they're, they're not uh, limiting their capacity to reach out based on will the computer work. Now, it happens rarely, but when it does happen, man, is it a killer. But here's the more important yeah. thing from a mental side is now before I go home, my mind is already looking at those names on those lists, and a lot of time there are existing key contacts there, and my brain is going to start remembering the previous conversation I had, the the previous uh-huh. uh, steps that we took, and so on. So that night when I'm home and I'm in my free time and I go to sleep, my brain's actually figuring out, okay, how am I going to handle that? How am I going to approach that? Yeah. Then what, then what this person does is when they come in first thing in the morning, they fire off those 150 emails, 50, 50, and 50, and they immediately start following up with the phone call. And so what they've done is they've maximized their impression in a short amount of time. Because we can send, depending on the tool we have, we can send a lot of emails in a short amount of time. But they don't right. sit there and go, I wonder when the email's coming back, they immediately start calling out. And this person yeah. said that by the afternoon, they've got so many inbound calls because of the emails and the voicemails they've left that their afternoon is full. And then they then they right. go through that they go through that process again. Boy, is that such a simple way to think about technology and to leverage it where it doesn't take the place of a conversation and in fact aids no. the likelihood that I will have a conversation. Right. Very well said, Tom. And I, I guess on that note, and you said you were dealing with a, a very a very good seller, obviously, in that situation. When when you're dealing with these clients and and and, and you talk to them, what are the things in your mind that separate the good from the great? And I mean you gave a good example there, no argument from me at all, but in general, are there things that kind of raise, you know, green flags versus red flags in your mind? Here's a couple of things. I'll often ask uh, new salespeople are people who are in a new sales role. And so they're starting out yeah. with a new organization. They're learning the products and the services they offer. They're learning a new way of life, a new way of doing business. Right. And I will say, uh, hey, how would you like to get one year's worth of experience in four months? And, of course, everybody wants yeah. that. And yeah. I, simply, I simply say, hey, it's easy. Make three times as many calls for the first four months. Ah. Okay. So what we need to do is, it's, it, you know, selling is a combination of skill, impact, relationship building, and pure activity. And many people in sales wait and wait and wait until everything's right, until they know all the content, until they, until they know everything they need to know. But as sales professionals, we need to be constant students on the most important part of the sale, which is building the relationship and understanding the needs of the prospect. And those skills right. are transferable. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you know how to build a relationship right. and you know how to ask the right kind of questions, then you have a leg yeah. up. So, so that's where then you take that activity and you put it on top of that. Right. Yeah, and I think, Tom, you just gave us a great, lesson right there because I have heard sellers say what you just said well I don't it's not perfect yet I don't want to I don't want to use it until I really I know it's perfect well guess what folks there is no perfect you take forward and you're going to make mistakes along the way we all do but the best thing you can do is be 80% right another 20% it'll figure itself out if you follow some of the things Tom's telling you here you right. really will. I think that's a great point, Tom. Very well and said. And, you know, you can't wait for everything to be right. And, by the way, the answers will likely change pretty rapidly anyway. I think that's the other thing that I've seen a lot of is that you get it right, but then things change. So <laughs> guess what? You've got to do go through another round of relearning. That's just the way it is. Right. And top salespeople in any, in any industry, they love it when things change. Because they yes. know yeah. most people they compete against are not going to spend the effort, the energy to stay ahead of the trends. 
top sellers are right. always staying ahead of the trends. And so uh, I used to, my dream coming out of college was to be a professional golfer. That's what I wanted to do. Ah. And I remember a uh, conversation with Tom Watson, one of the greatest golfers who's ever played the game. Yes. And, and yes. he was in his rain suit, and he was in the in the interview booth after the round. And the interviewer said, uh, Tom, you really like it when it rains out there and it's windy. He says, oh, yeah, I love it when it's wet, windy, and cold. And they said, what do you mean? You're crazy, you know, because it's no fun. It's not enjoyable <laughs> to play golf when it's like that. And he said, oh, the reason I love it is because I am no longer competing against the whole field. I'm only competing against the yeah. top, 50, you know, 15%. Oh. And, so top, and so top salespeople, it's the same thing. And when the economy gets right. tight or, or people get a little skittish or all these different things, top salespeople, they thrive on this. Because this is when fortunes right. are made. This is when they are able to separate themselves from the pack. And it's because their mental game is this. The harder it is for everybody, the better it is for me. Right. And that's, a, that's, a totally so different, just, uh, that's a totally different story than what most people tell yeah. themselves, which is, oh, no, it's hard out there. I shouldn't even go out and play. I should just stay inside where it's warm and dry. Right. Well, folks, in the world of sales and it's in the world of sales execution optimization in the year 2017, it's not going to be warm and dry. It's going to be wet, windy, and cold. But if you want to be a great seller, have a mental approach that embraces what you're hearing from Tom here. You embrace the hard part of it because that's what makes great sellers great sellers because they embrace the hard they don't shy away from it. Brilliant stuff, Tom. And, you know, Tom, and using Tom Watson as an example, well, there are very few you could say would be a better example of somebody who always managed to defeat the elements because he realized it changed the game for the better for him. That's right. So there you go. Yeah. So I guess when you work with some of these big companies, what separates the, the best of the best in your mind? From a company perspective, what things have you seen that really stick out from the company perspective? Well, there's a couple of things. Uh, number one is is they have they have this whole attitude, and and I call it the performance formula. And performance is really a a a gosh, it's a formula of attitude times effort times skill. If I'm going to mm. be number one, no matter what I do, if I'm going to really whether I'm in sales or I'm the CEO or I'm an athlete, my performance is based on my attitude times my effort times my skill. If you've got right. a bad attitude as a salesperson, you're done. Because people buy you're done. Selling is a transference yeah. of feeling. And so you've got to have that right attitude. Effort, top salespeople, they don't care what average is. They want to know what number one in the industry does. And they constantly right. work on their own systems, their own technology, their own processes to maximize their effort. And it's not only just volume right. of effort, it's strategic impact of effort. You know, who do I call yeah. and, and what am I going to say when I call them? And that's where the skill comes from, which is the last piece of it. So they're constantly working on their, on their skills. You know, it's, like, it's yeah. like Tom Watson going back to the rain and the wind and the cold. Uh, there's different shots that work better when it's rain and windy and cold. You know, there's different ways to control right. the ball. And so in sales, it's the same thing. So they, they have that understanding of what it takes to perform attitude times effort times skill. And they, uh, that, that that, you know, game. I think that's, that's great, Tom. But I think one of the most important things you just said to our audience is the first word. Everybody out there is in control of your attitude. Whatever else you are learning about being in sales, always know you personally have control over your attitude. And as, you, as Tom told you, if you don't have that squared away to start with, nothing else matters. No matter how hard you work at it and how good you are, the, the customer is going to see that you don't have the right attitude and they, the customer always makes you pay. 
just a question of, of how it goes. Customer will always make you pay for a bad attitude. And I got to believe everybody out there has seen that. So, Tom, brilliant stuff. I mean, just phenomenal things you're telling our audience here. And the examples from the various companies you've worked with are just priceless, I think. And I view this as, as really kind of, admittedly, I, I think you could argue that, well, everyone, you got to have a mental, good mental approach to everything. And you made that comment up front, and I agree. But I think to distinguish yourself from being a good to a great seller, this is what it takes. It takes really having a game plan around your mental approach. And you're hearing from one of the best in the business, and Tom Ziegler here, ladies and gentlemen. And we hope you are listening in and, and picking up your phone and calling in, 866-472-5790. Love to take those calls. If you have any have any questions, feel free to email. We're always happy to answer those emails, psbush at bellsouth.net. And we come back, what you're going to hear is we're going to give you some things you can take away this is If you're new at this and you haven't done this before, Tom's going to give you some things you can walk away from, what I like to always call the walkaways from sales execution optimization, the new SEO. We'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Maverin Sales and Marketing is a methodology independent and worldwide resource to help organizations better execute on sales process, sales coaching, sales planning, territory development, partner execution, and related topics. The organization works across all industries. Sales has certain elements that are beyond training and are better addressed by a company like Maverin, where each situation is unique. Reach out to Maverin by email at psbmaverin at gmail.com or call 404-840-4927. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. is sales execution optimization the new seo to reach phil bush or his guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to psbush at bellsouth.net now back to sales execution optimization Welcome back, and thank you all for joining us on Sales Execution Optimization. I call it the new SEO because I truly believe it is. And you're hearing today from a practitioner in Tom Ziegler, the son of the legend, Zig Ziegler. And anybody who's been in sales for any length of time, you've read one of Zig's books, or now one of Tom's books, I might say, and you've learned about how to get to the top. And we've learned so much today already, Tom. Really appreciate you taking the time, and thank you so much for being on the show today. And I think one of the things I took away from that last segment is great sellers are mentally tough and they work at it all the time. This isn't a, something you can pick up and put down. They've always got a plan. And I think that's what's so powerful about it, which is just spectacular, I think, for our audience. So great stuff, Tom. And again, tell our audience how they can get a hold of you. Oh, yeah, you bet. The best way to get a hold of me is my email, tziggler at ziggler.com. And Z-I-G-L-A-R is Ziggler. There it is. And the website for Ziggler is phenomenal. And encourage all of you to jump in there and take a look. There's a lot of offerings out there. A lot of the, the podcasts that uh, Tom and his staff do is phenomenal, too. So feel free to uh, take a look at all of that. And, and, you know, what I like to always do at the end of our show, and the, the time does seem to fly by when I'm talking to somebody as, as remarkable as you, Tom, is, uh, and I really appreciate your time today. And But I always like to try and give people just a couple of things they could do tomorrow. If they're a seller, whatever you sell, and this, this show is not aimed at a certain kind of seller, not a certain industry, not a certain product or service. If you're in sales, this show is for you. And as it's talked about a lot, we all sell something. Either it's ourself in terms of how we position ourselves, a product or a service, but we all sell something. So, Tom, I wanted to talk about 
what would be a couple of pieces of advice you'd give any seller having listened to this show that they could do? What are a couple of things they could do right away? Okay, let me give say? you a couple. Uh, and so you remind me if I forget. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I call it the, the power start is number one. How do we start yeah. our day? Okay. Okay. Yes. So don't forget that. Number two is the mental model. So right. remind me about that. And number three is the most powerful uh, call preparation I've ever heard. So we'll call it call prep. Okay. So the first one is okay. how do you start Very your good. day? How do you start your day? This is so practical. So this is the best practice that I do. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I get up early. And so if you're thinking, wow, yeah. I don't have enough time for this, then you need to, you need to try this out for 30 days. Get up, get up early and try this out. I have clearly defined, written down goals that I work on every single day. And every morning I get up and I have this process. It's called the perfect start. The first thing I do, uh, and you can, you can do what you want to do. You can take your own time slots. But I first start with a thing called two chairs, and that's just where I have a conversation with God. Number two is I do a devotional and I read, and so I'm filling up my spirit, right? I'm getting my attitude in the right direction. I'm having gratitude for the life that I have. And I'm thinking about how I can serve and support others. Number three is I go through my goals for the day and how I'm going to accomplish them. And, of course, if I'm in sales, then I'm writing down the sales calls that I'm going to have, the interactions that I'm right. going to have. And I do this every single day. Now, to go over this, the goals, anybody can do that. We recommend that it takes about eight minutes. But yeah. why, why are we doing that every single day? Because we want to have a clearly defined objective, and we want to work towards it every single day. And what that does is it allows you to plan in advance your day. And then I do the one thing. And the one thing is my most important priority for the day. And in sales, since, we, since salespeople today talk to so many uh, prospects and clients, and it can be draining. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, let's face it. If we're going to call yeah. uh, 50 people in a day and hopefully have 15 or 20 conversations, those are intense. Our whole heart is in it. Our whole mind is in it. And it can be draining. So for me, the most thing that makes the most sense for the one thing that a salesperson does to start their day every day is they fill up. They put the good, the clean, the pure, the powerful, and the positive into their mind first thing in the morning. If we get our attitude right yeah. out of the gate, if we start thinking in the right direction, then we can really have an impact. So that's what I call the perfect start. So what are you doing to start yeah. your day? So that's that's great. That, that's number one. That's, that's the first one. That's great. You mentioned the the uh, second one, the mental model. The mental model. So I'll tell a story, and uh, I yeah. heard this on a, on a, uh, a presentation recently, and. It's based around, it's, it's an idea, it's not new, but I kind of love the story because of the intellectual architect that I am and the nerd in me goes off. Uh, <laughs> several years ago, many years ago, uh, there was a flight from Singapore to Sydney, and it was a Qantas flight, it was an Airbus 380, I believe, and when they took off, the engine fan uh, broke and went through the wing. And just about wow. every catastrophic thing that could happen to that plane happened. And in aviation history, yeah. this is, it, it kind of goes down as a miracle that the pilot was able to land that plane and there weren't any casualties. Uh, there were yeah. alarms and bells going off. And so when they studied it, something interesting that they discovered was that the pilot and his co-pilots on the way to the airport, the pilot who had, I think, over 30 years of experience was asking his co-pilots questions like this. Hey, if we lose this landing gear, what are you going to do? Hey, if this engine shuts down on takeoff, what are you going to do? And so they went through this mental model of how they would handle that emergency situation. And then when they right. went back and they listened to the flight recordings, everybody in the cockpit was completely calm. They were doing their checklist. Mm. They, were, they were narrowing it down. And now we know through the neuroscience that even though it wasn't the accident or the, the catastrophe that they had anticipated, but because their brain had a place to put all the information, they were able to handle 
dozens and dozens and dozens of pieces of information, and they were able to quickly pick out the most important ones and make good decisions. And that contributed right. to their safe landing as much as anything. So here's how we apply yeah. that to here's how we apply that to sales. We look at our calendar for the day, and let's say that we have three different appointments for the day. We've got a big presentation. We've got a middle call, mm-hmm. you know, where we're going to be on the phone going over a proposal, and then we've got an introductory uh, call with the new prospect. What if we just right. spent? What if we just spent one minute? envisioning and creating a middle mo- mental model with each one of those calls about how the conversation was going to go. I'm going right. to introduce myself. This is what I think they're going to say. We're going to talk about the weather. We're going to talk about the last time we spoke. You know, there's going to be five people in this big meeting, and there's Sue, and there's John, and there's Lewis, and there's Henry, and, and each one of them has their own personality style. And when I open up, I'm going to see if anybody has some questions. You know what? And we go through this mental model before yeah. we ever do it. It only so takes it's a, a minute. it's a mental model for each key activity. Is that basically what you're saying, Yeah. Tom? Any, if you have a pre-planned call with somebody, I yeah. would do a mental model on it. And I would, in your mind, picture yeah. the, the perfect outcome. And you anticipate, hey, I bet they're going to ask this question. I'm going to have to overcome this objection. I'm going to have to present this proof that our product solves that problem. And then you think about, okay, if I present that to them, what's their likely response? And then in my head, because I know them, I know their style, I know what other issues they've raised in the past, I go, oh, they're probably going to say this. Then you step back and you go, okay, Mm -hmm. if they're going to say that, what is the best way I can ask that question or present this information? Is there a better way that I can present this information that they're more likely to move forward in agreement just by how I set it up. Even if if the meeting goes sideways in an unanticipated direction, the neuroscience says you will have a far greater chance of success of, of solving that prospect's problems if you do the mental model. And the crazy right. thing is, literally, you can do it in a minute for each one of them. In a minute. In a minute. So do you have a yeah. minute to, to yeah. up your odds? I, I think that's a great piece of advice, Tom. Beautifully stated. And and to sellers and sales managers out there, what Tom just told you, I'm going to summarize it in a real simple sentence. Whatever you're selling, don't wing it. It's not going to work. <laughs> it simply won't. I don't care how good you think you are, how good you think your product and service is. Winging it in this day and age of selling will not get you where you want to go. And you just heard it from a master. And the third thing you mentioned, and it leads right into this, you mentioned you first mentioned the power start, you mentioned the mental model, and you mentioned call prep. So take us yep. through call prep. So call prep, this is this is kind of cool. So I was brand new in sales at our company. My phone rings. The guy at the other end of the line says, uh, hey, Tom, I'm going to – I'm number one in my sales group, and I think I'm going to finish uh, number one for the year. I found the secret. And so yeah. his, his story was he had never been – they had 150 people on their sales force. He'd always been average. You know, he'd always been between 60 and 80. Yeah on the sales team. And uh, I said, okay, okay. well, what's the, what's the secret? He says, I can't tell you the secret till the end of the year. I got to finish number one. Otherwise, you know, it's not the truth. So <laughs> we made an arrangement. He said he'd call me back at the end of the year. He did. We talked. He ended up number one. So I said, uh-huh. man, t- tell me your secret. So here's what he did. Now this is, it's it's a little bit like the mental model, but it takes it up and yeah. it's, re- it's really cool. In the uh-huh. industry that he was in, he had a three-call close, meaning the first call was discovery phase where he understood what their needs were of the client. The second call was he did a mm-hmm. demo of his product. He was selling a high-end uh, in-office copying machine, you know, like a $100,000 piece of equipment that does binding and copying and everything else. And then the third call was he would show up in the boardroom of the client and make his offer and close for the business. So here's what he mm-hmm. did. 
he would get, he said, here's the secret. Instead of getting to the client's boardroom 30 minutes before the meeting, I would get there an hour. Okay. Ahead of time. So I'm like, really, your secret is you got there an hour ahead of time instead of 30 minutes ahead of time? He said, yeah, this is what I would do. So we would get to the client's office. He'd get in his car, and he had Dad's book, Secrets of Closing the Sale. <laughs> and, he, and he had the audio program, Secrets of Closing the Sale. And in his industry, they always got the same seven objections. You know, it costs too okay. much or or, you know, whatever it was, right? And so because he'd done the due diligence on this client, he knew what the three most likely objections were going to be. So he narrowed it down to the top three. And he planned his presentation to overcome those objections while he was given the presentation. But this is the killer. This is what he did. He had underlined in the book, Secrets to Closing the Sale, where Dad used his example of how to overcome that objection and he would read that and listen to it on the audio before he walked in. Wow. And, and that's what that's took phenomenal. Him, that's what took him from average to number one. And all he did was he used good call or, or good call prep by identifying the three most likely objections. And then he prepared in advance by listening to perhaps the greatest sales closer in the world in his own voice close and overcome those objections while he read it. And then when he was in front of the room and his answers came out, it was natural. It was natural, and that's great. Tom, it has been a fascinating hour. It's gone by way too fast, but you've taken us through so many great things today, but I think those things you just finished us up with here are the ones that I want the audience to take home with them. The power start, the mental model, and call prep. And sellers, managers, if you do whatever you're in, whatever line of work you're in, that's what you do. I want to thank Tom Ziegler for being on my show today. Tom, great, great pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much. To my audience, you've learned from a master today. Take it back and use it. And as always, we will see you next time on Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO. We will see you down the road. Thank you for listening this week. Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO, can be heard live every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a successful week.